Okay, as we prepare uh, to turn uh, to God's word, I would invite you to pray with me. Gracious and holy God, we do long to be a people who make room for you in our hearts and our lives. We long to be a people who make room for hope. So be with us this day. Um, send your spirit into our midst uh, so that we might listen to your word, so that it might wiggle its way into us, um, creating space uh, for you to take root um, and your hope to grow within us. God, we are so grateful um, for this season where we have the chance uh, to slow down, to turn our hearts and train them to you and be reminded of the incredible gift of your love come down to us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Our scripture today comes from Jeremiah chapter 33 and Psalm 25. Jeremiah 33, 1 through 3 and 10 through 16. While he was still confined to the prison quarters, the Lord's word came to Jeremiah a second time. The Lord proclaims, the Lord who made the earth, who formed and established it, whose name is the Lord, call to me and I will answer and reveal to you wondrous secrets that you haven't known. The Lord proclaims, you have said about this place, it is a wasteland without humans or animals, yet in the ravaged and uninhabited towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem, the sounds of joy and laughter and the voices of the bride and the bridegroom will again be heard. So will the voices of those who say, as thank offerings are brought to the Lord's temple, give thanks to the Lord of heavenly forces, for the Lord is good and his kindness lasts forever. I will bring back the captives of this land as they were before, says the Lord. The Lord of heavenly forces proclaims this wasteland without humans or animals and all its towns will again become pastures for shepherds to care for their flocks. Shepherds will again count their flocks in the towns of the highlands the western foothills and the arid southern plain in the land of Benjamin, as well as in the outlying areas of Jerusalem and the towns of Judah, says the Lord. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill my gracious promise with the people of Israel and Judah. In those days and at that time, I will raise up a righteous branch from David's line, who will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is what he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. And now from Psalm 25. Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth, teach it to me, because you are the God who saves me. I put my hope in you all day long. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. 
Friends, this Advent, we are positioning ourselves right here at the door of the inn, right at that moment in time where the knock happens, when Joseph and Mary and that weary donkey come to this door, our door, and a town that is already so full, looking for a place looking for a place where Christ just might be born once more. We will stand poised at this moment, at this door, for these 21 days that stretch between this day and that Holy One for which we await this Advent. We will journey with the prophets over these 21 days, trusting that their words are given to us in this season to prepare our hearts for that moment when the knock will come, that time when Christ will be at our doorstep, wondering if we have prepared him room. Grace Imathio, a Methodist pastor, preacher, and author, loves the prophets because, she says, the prophets are all about having new eyes and seeing God's story, no matter what everybody else is trying to sell you. The stories we are told on social media or in the news, the stories we hear often enough that we start repeating them, believing them. She asks, the question is, which story are you listening to? The prophets have this story that they are so committed to and yet can be so difficult for us to understand, to believe, because the story around us is so different from the story they're talking about. Therefore, the question becomes, not only which story are you listening to, but are you going to trust God's story? On this first Sunday of Advent, let us deal first with the first half of that question. Which story are we listening to as we step into this season together? As I've sat with these images from the prophet Jeremiah about the nation of Judah, as he looks out at it from where he sits under house arrest, in the palace at Jerusalem, awaiting the Babylonian army's full takeover of the city and his nation. As I have sat with these images from Jeremiah, an uninhabited wasteland, ravaged and dissolute, I have been struck with how different that empty reality is from our own right here, at least on the surface, where everything is so full. In our invitation to worship today, we learned that the Eastern Church observes a nativity fast, a practice that we often associate with the Lenten season, and is so counter to what this season has become in our Western world. The story of Christ's birth has been taken over by the story of a commercialized Christmas in our culture that clamors so loudly for our attention and our dollars as these weeks unfold. There is so much, so much food, drink, gifts, festivities to fill our days and to fill ourselves. 
our eyes, our ears, our stomachs, our minds, our hearts, that it is so easy to miss the prophet's voice, that it's so easy for God's story to be overtaken by a different one as we live out these days. Yet come December 26th, when it is all done, if we have missed what it is all meant to be about, my fear is that our hearts and spirits might not look and feel all that different from that desolate wasteland in which the prophet Jeremiah sits. For here is the other thing I realized. As I sat with these images, the prophet Jeremiah paints with his words. They create a picture that feels all too real. As we consider the homeland of both our Israeli and Palestinian brothers and sisters today. The tensions that have erupted in violence there, the complex history, the religious and ethnic divides, the inability to find common ground, to discover together a way forward that leads to justice and peace for all people. All of that feels pretty familiar if we are being honest about our own reality here at home and in other places around the globe. We have plenty on the surface with which to distract ourselves, but if we slow down and let ourselves think about it for more than just a moment, the same fear that gripped Jeremiah's people as the threat of the Babylonians loomed so close can grip us too. So this story that Jeremiah has to speak is one we all desperately need to hear. But that brings us to the second question asked of us today. If we make room in our lives enough, fast from the chaos of what the season has become in our culture, just enough to actually hear God's story over all the clamor, will we actually trust it? Jeremiah is sitting in the middle of a literal wasteland. He is in house arrest in the palace as the Babylonian army lays waste to his nation. He knows they will soon exile the majority of his people, leaving Judah empty, devoid of people and livestock, devoid of life. He is sitting in the middle of that reality, that story, with the Babylonian army on his doorstep, knocking at his door. And yet the God he trusts has a different story to tell. The story of a future he and his people could not have imagined on their own. Pastures green and lush with sheep and shepherds returned. Streets full of wedding celebrations, joy and laughter. Streams of people making their way to the rebuilt temple to make their thank offerings to God once more. It is a future that seems impossible from where Jeremiah sits, and yet God gives him the story anyway and dares Jeremiah to trust it. Just a chapter before, Jeremiah tells us that God spoke to him and told him to buy a field from his cousin, 
that his cousin was coming to sell him because by law, he was next in line to purchase it. While he's sitting in prison, the Babylonian army threatening to overtake his nation and the very land God is commanding him to buy, Jeremiah doles out 17 shackles of silver for that field and receives the deed for it. Then before all the other Judeans present in those prison quarters, he speaks these words. The Lord of heavenly forces, the God of Israel proclaims, take these documents, this sealed deed of purchase along with the unsealed one, and put them into a clay container so they will last a long time. The Lord of heavenly forces, the God of Israel proclaims, houses, fields, and vineyards will again be bought in this land. It is a future that seems impossible from where Jeremiah and all those others who witnessed the scene are sitting, and yet God gives him the story anyway. Daring him and all those gathered around, including us, daring us all to trust in it. Friends, another prophet, the prophet Isaiah, will tell us that it is out of a stump, a tree mowed down, cut off at its base, its trunk. It is out of the stump of Jesse that a branch will grow. The branch Jeremiah speaks of in his story to us today. The line of Jesse, the father of King David, is cut off by Babylon. As the final king of Judah, King Zedekiah is removed from his throne in Jeremiah's time. The family tree is felled, taken down at its base. And yet, even in the face of that lifeless stump, there is reason to hope. For God promises that a righteous branch will grow out of it, a descendant of David who will rise up to do what is just and right in the land. And once again, that rising up would occur in a way that the prophet Jeremiah and his people could not even have been able to have begun to imagine. For Jesus would come not with the power and might of the Babylonians or the empires who would rise up after them. His rise to power did not come through violence nor war, nor was his reign meant to benefit one people alone. His rising that we will celebrate in a few months' time mirrored the character of his arrival we will celebrate just three weeks from now. Instead of the conflict, violence, and destruction that is so true to our human wages for power, it is the love of God that lay at the heart of Jesus and the power he came to wield in our world. Jennifer Lord, one of my professors at Austin Seminary, writes, The revelation of God's love in our midst is a sign of vulnerability and weakness, a babe lying in a manger. 
God comes to us in the extremity of poverty and abnegation and shows that love is not power and manipulation nor arrogance and control, but vulnerability to one another. Love is openness. It is availability. It is the disarmament of the self in the presence of one another. God's love is manifest in our Lord Jesus Christ and pulses at the hidden heart of things around which all the worlds revolve. When we trust in that love, we realize it is safe for us to love radically as well. That, dear ones, is God's story. And if we would make room in our lives to hear it, make room in our hearts to trust it, it is the story that can save us all. As we find ourselves right here at the door of the end, just as the knock at its door is about to happen, Y'all, let me tell you, it takes hope like the psalmists to answer that door. We have to trust the story enough to believe in a future we cannot yet imagine is possible, cannot yet see for ourselves. If we are ever going to hear the knock and have the strength to answer that door. We may see mowed down stumps all around us. We may wonder how to out of the desolate wasteland will anything ever grow. And yet, if we would have hope enough to answer the door, to let love be born in us again, we could be a part of that story, the story, God's story. As we stand at the door of the inn, awaiting Christ's knock, Christ's call to open our doors, may we echo the psalmist's prayer as we seek to make room for Christ in our hearts and lives. Make your ways known to us, O Lord. Teach us your paths. Lead us in your truth. Teach it to us. Because you are the God who saves, the God who saves each of us, the God who saves all of us. Let us put our hope in you all this day long. Let us put our hope in you all this season long. Let us put our hope in you all our lives long. May it be so. Amen.